I'm Audrey Pickering, and this is Intentional You. Do you ever feel like life is just happening to you and you can't manage to keep up? Does everything somehow just feel off track? As a certified life coach and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I'm here to show you that nothing has gone wrong here and help you fall in love with your life now. It's time to find the intentional you. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Intentional You. We are on episode number seven, Your Relationship with You. And I am excited to dive into talking about your relationship with you. It's going to be an amazing episode. First off, I just want to say if you have not signed up for your free coaching call yet, do it. I will put the link in the show notes. I recently coached someone yesterday and oh my gosh, so much fun. I absolutely love coaching, so passionate about this work and it's just amazing to see the power that coaching has, the power that our our thoughts have. And in that coaching setting, we're able to take a look at thoughts and the feelings that they're creating, the actions that we're then taking based on how we are feeling and the actions, based on the actions we're taking, we're able to see the results that we're creating in our lives. And it really does go back to our thoughts. Our thoughts affect the results that we have in our lives. And it's just a powerful way. Coaching is just such a powerful way to look at that and really get some awareness. And anyway, if you're interested and want to get coached on a problem or challenge in in your life, I would love to help you take a look at it. Okay. Your relationship with you. So let's dive in. First off, with relationships, we have to understand that our relationships are just the thoughts that we have about another person. If that's a relationship that we have with another person, the thoughts that we have about that other person and the stories that we have about that other person create that relationship that we have with that person. Now, the same thing is true for our relationship with ourself. Our relationship with ourself is based on our thoughts that we have about ourselves. And when we understand this, it's just so important to even know like what even creates that relationship. And it's the thoughts that we have about ourselves. Now, I am going to be sharing today on the podcast three uh, strategies for you to build a better relationship with yourself. And I hope that you'll just consider maybe how some of these strategies could could help you, how they could maybe change the relationship that you have with yourself, if that's something that you are looking to do. I think just like with any relationship, it's a process and it's you know, work that we put in. It's not just something we check off of a to-do list. Oh, now I have an amazing relationship with myself. Check mark. Don't have to worry about that. No, because whenever we neglect any relationship, it's going to affect that relationship. 
and a relationship with ourselves is no different. If we neglect ourselves, then our relationship with ourselves is probably not going to be very strong. And I think it's so important that we cultivate a good relationship with ourselves because we are literally with ourselves 24-7, right? And when we don't have a good relationship with ourselves and we're self-abandoning or self-sabotaging, excuse me, then it's going to affect other areas of our life. And it's also just not very fun, right? If we're constantly in self-judgment, criticizing, it's just not very fun. So I'm hoping that some of these strategies can shed some light and give some insights to how you might be able to better your relationship with yourself whatever wherever you are in that journey in that process and just know that it's something that we are always working on it's not something that we like arrive and get to check off it's something that we are always working on always managing and it is work worth doing it's powerful work and I'm excited to dive into some of these strategies. So let's go. So strategy number one is to do what you say you will do. Follow through. So I want you to think this is kind of easier to see with a a relationship with two people as opposed to a relationship with yourself initially. So let me share that first. So, okay, let's say you have a friend and you and your friend are gonna meet up for lunch. And you say, okay, we're gonna meet up Tuesday at noon at Panera Bread or wherever you like to get lunch. <laughs> I go to Panera with one of my friends quite a bit. We we love Panera. <laughs> but wherever you're meeting up for lunch. And you wait, you show up at Panera at noon and your friend just never shows up. And you're like, okay, what's going on? Now, you know, things happen, whatnot. Maybe your friend texts you later and says, oh, I'm going, gosh, I'm so sorry. I had this emergency come up or I just forgot or whatever. But let's say that that just keeps on happening, that you keep on uh, scheduling to meet with your friend at noon for lunch and they just never show up. You're probably not going to trust that they're going to show up the next time, right? if they've had this pattern of not showing up. Now, it's kind of, actually it is like the same thing with ourselves. When we say we're gonna do something, we're going to get up at this time, or we're going to do that thing, or we're going to finish that project, we're going to whatever thing that we have said we are going to do. And then, or we're gonna work out, we're gonna go to bed at this time. And then when that time comes, we just don't do it or we ignore it and we we just don't show up for ourselves. That is not helping us build self-trust and build a relationship with ourselves. We're not learning to rely on ourselves when we self-abandon and when we Say we're going to do something and then we don't honor ourselves. Now, it feels like it's it's so easy to do with ourselves, right? Because if I say, okay, I'm going to work out at this time and then something comes up and someone else wants to do something, I can just say, oh, well, I work out. I can just like do that later. 
And instead of following through on myself, like I would with another person and another friend, I just leave myself and abandon myself. And it's like leaving like that friend who never shows up for lunch. And this is a big reason why a lot of us don't trust ourselves. And it makes sense because we aren't doing what we say we're going to do. And with other people, we generally don't trust people that don't follow through and don't say what they're going to do. So why would it be any different with us? Really interesting to think about. Now, the opposite is true is also true though. When we say we're going to do something and we do it and we follow through, it's one of the best feelings ever. Oh my gosh, it feels so good. Because you were that friend that showed up on time and was there. And that builds the relationship that we have with ourselves when we follow through and we show up for ourselves and we don't abandon ourselves. We're there and that builds greater self-trust. We know that we can rely on ourselves because we are doing what we say we will do. Now, we, (laughs) spoiler alert, we are not going to be perfect at this and that's okay. We are imperfect human beings. We are learning, we are growing, we are evolving. But I think one problem that we maybe set ourselves up for is that we simply are demanding too much of ourselves. We're like, I need to do this, 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 and this, and it all needs to happen now. And then we can't keep up with ourselves and we aren't following through and we're not cultivating greater trust with our relationship with ourselves. And it just leads to this whole spiral of sabotaging and shaming and all of that not useful stuff, right? So I would invite you to be a little more intentional with what you tell yourself you're going to do. I know for me, I'll think, oh, I can do all these things. And maybe I can, but I'm going to be really tired and I'm going to be really, (laughs) it's not going to be ultimately the life that I want to live. And I know that when I'm kind to myself and I don't completely fill my life up with so many things that I don't feel like I have the time to take care of myself, then I can follow through better and I have a better relationship with myself. So I invite you to be more intentional with what you what you invite into your life and what you say you're going to do so that you can actually follow through on it so that you can have that trust and that reliance in that relationship with yourself. Because so many of us just are overscheduling ourselves and feeling like we have to do everything that we can't say no. I'm going to do in the future a whole episode on people pleasing because, oh my goodness, especially as a recovering perfectionist, people pleasing is definitely <laughs> something that has to be has to be managed. And anyway, all that to say, follow through. Do what you're saying you're gonna do. Now, there may be times when, you know, let me just give a quick example to kind of illustrate this. Let's say you want to get up earlier, but you're having trouble getting up earlier. And you're like, okay, maybe someday I want to be able to work on that and get up earlier. But for now, I'm not going to. Well, instead of telling yourself that 
you want it get that you're going to work on keeping getting up early and you're not going to continue but you know you're not going to continue to actually do it you're not actually committed to creating that result stop telling yourself that you're going to get up early and tell yourself no i'm just going to get up late <laughs> that's what i'm going to do because then you're not um losing that trust with yourself be intentional about what you're going to do so that you can follow through on that that is strategy number one do what you say you will do and follow through on yourself stop self-abandoning and be intentional with what you say you're going to do because you want to give the gift of following through to yourself okay next up we have change the inner dialogue be kind to yourself now <laughs> i know for me I've gotten a lot better at this and it has been life-changing. Can I just say that? Like, I feel like I just feel like my relationship with myself is more fun. It's more kind. I give myself more grace. I just, in general, love myself a lot more. And a couple of years ago, I would say that my relationship with myself was very, I was very critical with myself. I would beat myself up all the time, thinking that it was useful, thinking that it would help me be more motivated and that it was something I needed to do to keep myself accountable. All these, <laughs> all these stories that ultimately were just not serving me. And I think, I know for me at least, I was like afraid to be kind to myself because I thought that if, oh, if I'm nice to myself, if I give myself grace and I don't beat myself up, then I'm going to slack off. And I'm not going to show up how I want to. But think about it. When we are in a relationship with another person, do we say that we need to treat them unkindly so that they'll be, you know, give us a certain result or something? Like, it just, it doesn't make sense why we, we justify and say that, oh, well, I'm allowed to treat myself badly but I'm going to be nice to other people. Anyone else just kind of see a disconnect there on like, why? <laughs> why is it okay for me to be mean to me, but then I had to be nice to everyone else? No. <laughs> the crazy thing is when you learn to have more grace and more kindness and compassion with yourself, it's actually easier to be kinder to others. Crazy. Because here's the thing. You are with yourself 24-7. You know all your, your thoughts, your hot mess moments, your insecurities, embarrassing moments, all of that, right? And when you can give yourself the gift of love and compassion and grace, okay, when you can give that to yourself, you, that you are with 24-7, it actually becomes a lot easier to give that gift to others because you're not with other people 24-7. You know what I mean? You're in your own mind 24-7. And it's just, it's amazing. I know I used to think, well, I can judge other people because I judge myself and I have such high standards. So I can have high standards for other people because I have such high, and honestly, I had unrealistic expectations of myself. And it's just, no, it's all backwards. When we judge ourselves, it's very easy to judge others. But when we have 
kindness and love for ourselves, it then becomes easier to have kindness and love for other people as well. And I know that changing the inner dialogue like, can kind of seem like a daunting task, especially if you're very used to beating yourself up on the regular. It may feel foreign, frankly, to not, to not beat yourself up. But it's really just, like I said before, this is all a process. It's not some box that we check off. It's something that we are constantly managing, we are constantly working through, and also depending on what we're going through in life. Like if we face rejection or face a, you know, something, a disappointment, it may be a, an opportunity to work on this even more. When we feel rejected, the inner critic and the self-sabotaging is probably going to be easier to do in that moment, but it's an opportunity for us to step back and think about how we can be kinder to ourselves and how we can give ourselves the gift of compassion and love. Because love is ultimately the most motivating thing. I know I thought that I had to shame myself so I'd be more motivated. But shame is not useful. Shame makes us want to go hide and not do anything. When we give ourselves love, we're able to have that compassion for ourselves. We're then able to go out and try again and create what the results that we want and grow and become better and have more empathy and more love for both ourselves and others. So yes, love is the answer, not shame, not shame. Okay, it's in the small things though, in how we talk to ourselves. So one example that might come up for you is maybe you do something and then later on your brain's telling you, oh, why did you do that? That was stupid. Or why'd you say that? That was so silly. That person probably thinks you're stupid. And I feel like before when my relationship with myself was not as strong and I didn't have as much self-love, those things would like bother me. I would be like, oh yeah, what was I thinking? Ah, now it's much more like, well, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. It's fine. What other pe people think of me really isn't any of my business anyway. And because I have more self-love for myself, I'm like, yeah, and it's fine. <laughs> I love you and I got you and we're going to be okay. It's fine. Good for you for trying. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's just in those simple moments, instead of giving these thoughts that, oh, what were you thinking? You're so stupid. Oh, that was, that was no good. Just being like, oh, maybe, maybe not. It's fine. And not allowing them to be so heavy and overtake us. And instead just say, it's fine. I'm here for you. I love you. Having that, that self-love, it makes all the difference. And it's one of those things that it seems so small that it's easy to not do it, right? It's easy to do, but also easy not to do. But I encourage you to, when you feel that inner critic coming on, you can kind of feel the... Uh, a spiral of wanting to beat yourself up that you stop and just take a moment to say, I'm a human being. I am amazing. And I am also a hot mess, but I love all of me. I'm here for all of me. And I'm going to keep learning, growing, evolving, 
and we're right on track, right where we need to be. Okay. So with that inner dialogue, we're also changing how we think about ourselves. I want you to maybe think for a moment, and this is a wonderful journal prompt if you're into journaling, to just write down like, what do I think about me? Just like write it all out. And there's going to be the amazing and there's going to be the hot mess. And I want you to just be there for all of you. It feels so much better than trying to ignore the messy part of us or trying to get rid of the messy part of us, pretend it's not there. Be there for all of you. Okay, now for our third strategy, I want to invite you to recognize your amazingness. I think a lot of us think that I can't recognize my amazingness because that's prideful, that's arrogant, that's, you know, that's just, that's snobby, that's not good. But I want you to think, again, (laughs) with other people in our relationships and our friendships with other people, we acknowledge their amazingness. Like our friends were like, oh my gosh, good job. Or, oh my gosh, you look so cute today. Or, oh my gosh, I just love your laugh. Or I just, you're just amazing. Thank you for being a part of my life. You know, we are able to like give compliments and acknowledge the amazingness of other people like so much easier than we are for ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about like coming at it from a kind of like fake confidence, cocky, prideful type of approach. I'm talking about acknowledging the amazingness that is you and acknowledging the amazingness that is everyone else. Pride is I'm better than you. But confidence is I'm amazing and you're amazing. We are human beings. We have the same worth and we have nothing to do with it. The creator, God, the universe, whoever, whatever higher power you believe in created us. We have worth. We had nothing to do with it. I'm amazing and you're amazing. It's none of this putting someone above us or putting others below us. It's understanding that in our humanness, we don't earn our worth. We don't lessen our worth. It's just there. And we are here to appreciate that in both ourselves and in others. And this is just such, it's a it's more fun. I know that might sound kind of like, oh, it's fun, but it is. It's more fun to live life when you have a better relationship with yourself, which then allows you to have a better relationship with others. Because when you have that inner confidence, you have given yourself the gift of self-love and self-compassion and you accept yourself, you're not then having to, you have that inside of you and you're not having to look outside at other people to validate you. You're not having to look for it in external ways. And that allows you to then be able to give more of your time and attention to those around you because you've given yourself the gift of self-love, self-compassion, self-acceptance. 
Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that you're able to apply some of these ideas into your life and your relationship with you. I would love to hear how that goes for you. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I am at Audrey Pickering Coaching, or feel free to send me an email, AudreyPickeringCoaching at gmail.com. I would love to hear how how this goes for you and any other questions that you may have that come up or anything that you found interesting, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Have an amazing week. Make it a great week. And I will be back next week with another episode of Intentional You. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Intentional You. If you like what you're hearing and want to go even deeper and take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10x level, I invite you to set up a free consult call with me where we can talk about your dreams, your desires, and what results you want to create in your life. Go to at Audrey Pickering Coaching on Instagram to get the link to set up a free consult call with me. I can't wait to hear from you.